Hi, sisters, and welcome back to E-Girls. We're your hosts. I'm Emma. And I'm Eleanor. And we are starting something new. We are doing a monthly content roundup. Oh, yeah. So we will be discussing the books, TV, movies, and miscellaneous that we have been consuming in the last month or just recently. Yes. Um, So, yeah, I think we're going to start with books. Yes. So what are you currently reading? Okay, so right now I'm reading, I'm quote unquote reading several books. Um, But the one that I've been most reading right recently is, um, and I have it in front of me right now. It's called um, The Tao of Pooh and the the Day of Piglet. And I'm probably butchering it because I know it's a take on Taoism or spelled Taoism and it's just a philosophy that I've been really interested in and it's like it's like presented through the perspective of like fictional characters which I think is like really cool that is cool yeah so it's fiction or it's non-fiction so it's not I don't honestly I don't know how to it's like almost like you're reading a textbook on Taoism Mm -hmm. but it's presented in a format I would say it's both because he writes in a way that like as if he's talking with the different characters from Winnie the Pooh. So, like, Piglet, Eeyore, um, Pooh, and... But it basically discusses how Pooh is a great example of a Taoist in literature um, because of, like, his peaceful nature and his ability to, like, kind of just go with the flow Mm -hmm. or the way that's, like, W-E-I, the way of life, like... Um, the way of the universe. Um, and I just finished Pooh section. I just started Piglets yesterday, but it's been really good. And so I just wanted to, you know, give it a shout out. What about you? That's really cool. Did you hear about that, like, from school or just on your own? Okay, so I actually, um, my Tai Chi instructor suggested it. Oh, nice. And he, um, so Taoism is, there's several, several of, like, common martial arts were formed through Taoism because uh, I'm about to go on a tangent, but in ancient like China, there was Confucianism and Taoism and there were other things in Buddhism, but like Taoism and Buddhism are very similar mm-hmm. and Taoism advocated, which like, you know, like a social worker that I am Taoism advocated for like the homeless people, the women, the children, the people that weren't accepted in society, like kind of not accepted. They are accepted, but like, I mean, in Confucianism, it is the man is in charge. He controls everything. Mm -hmm. And I mean, you can see parallels in our society today, but like, it's not to the extent that it was, it was like horrible. Like they would kill people. Yeah. Um, and so a lot of the martial arts that we see in our society today, like as like, you know, hobbies, like Mm -hmm. karate, Tai Chi, um, there's judo. Um, they all actually, um, were created to help the lowest of society fight back against the upper class. Oh, cool. And, like, it was almost like Confucianism. There was, like, a revolution, like, Taoist revolutionaries, which is kind of, like, contradictory because Taoists are, like, you know, the ones that, like, want to, like, create, like, peace within the universe. But they also have, like, the desire to create equality and like equity for all people so like it's a very the philosophy of it is very you could even call it a religion some people consider it a religion i consider it more philosophy but like it's very um similar to like you know my future career as a social worker so yeah i could go on it's a very very good book of a way to learn about this in simple like layman's terms because it can be confusing and like there's a, another – I could go on for a while. There's another book that literally is, like – it's called the – I wish I could remember exactly. It's, like, the Tai Te Che Chuan or something, and I'm definitely not pronouncing it correct, but it's more of, like, the rules of Taoism, mm-hmm. like, and there's, like, so many rules, and they're, like – this. that's, like, more of the, like, ancient, like, Chinese, like, it's translated over yeah. to, like, art, to English. Yeah. Um, to explain those, like, natural rules and law. But this book keeps it 
simple. And so I've really, really enjoyed it. There's so many like good things. It's, you know, all about like harmony and, you know, being at peace with like the world, which is just a nice philosophy in our society that is just all about like, you know, moving up. Yeah, it's, I may borrow that from you. Yes, I'm gonna finish it soon because I've just been like binging it basically since yeah. I finished my classes. Yeah. So I need yeah. some like deeper thinking because so the book that I just finished is Spring by Ali Smith. Yeah, she's a Scottish author, so it's actually part of a like quartet of books: autumn, winter, spring, summer. Mm-hmm. So I've read all but summer now, and. I don't, they're really interesting because her writing style is kind of like Sally Rooney in that it's very okay, stripped yeah. back. It's mm-hmm. very simple. But the overarching themes are like very complex to the point where I don't really feel like I fully understand. And I think part of that might be a cultural divide because she writes a lot about like the UK. Oh, yes, that makes sense. Yeah. So this book follows this woman who works at like a detention facility mm-hmm. for like immigrants who they're just like holding illegally like ice kind of? yeah like ice. okay gotcha yeah it's like british ice mm-hmm. so she works there um and then she just encounters this little girl one day on her way to work and the little girl like convinces her to go with her to scotland to find this place on a postcard and she just goes along with her and she doesn't really know why And then she finds out that this little girl also was, like, in her facility before that. And she convinced them to, like, clean the whole facility when they hadn't done that, like, ever. Mm -hmm. So it's like this little girl just has something about her that, like, compels people to do these things. And then it also follows this older man who is, like, a film director and his best friend died. And so he's kind of, like, spiraling and trying to find meaning. Um So, yeah, the overarching theme is definitely about, like, immigrants and how they're treated in the UK Mm -hmm. and these, like, ICE-like facilities. So, like, I get the gist. Like, I understand, (laughs) but it also does feel like it went a bit above my head. So it was fiction, right? Yeah, it's fiction. Okay, I wasn't sure if you, like, if it was, like, based on a true story kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. So the other thing about the four books is that they're not tied together. Like you could read any of them by themselves Mm -hmm. and it would be fine. It's kind of like they're just tied together by very loose themes. And then I try to think about like autumn and winter because I read those a couple years ago and Mm -hmm. like I could not tell you for the life of me what they're about. So and again, that's probably on me. Um, I do like her as an author uh-huh. and I, I read another one of her books a long time ago called the accidental, which is interesting. It's about a woman who just like starts living with this family mm-hmm. and every member of the family thinks that she's like friends with someone else, but in reality, none of them know her, but they all, they don't communicate. So they think that, Oh yeah. That's so pretty cool. interesting. I might have to look at that one too. Yeah. So that one's cool. So I finished that. I don't feel like I got enough out of it i feel like i need to like read more about it to fully understand but it was good um okay i'm just gonna say one thought about that i completely agree with you when you talk about like forgetting it like not remembering it because i was no joke like i was either thinking about this today or yesterday i was reading all this stuff and i'm like do I actually, like, retain any of this? Mm-hmm. Like, I obviously do because I was able to do, like, a really cool, like, nice explanation of it. But I was thinking about it and I was like, how much is, of this is, like, actually staying with me? And I'm sure there's studies about that, like, research yeah. done for that. But I'd like to look into that because yeah. I wonder how much in, like, you know, the, the simple, like, casual read, how much you really retain. Yeah. And it makes me think about... Like, what kind of books do I read? What kind of books do I like to read? Uh-huh. I feel like I very much am drawn to plot-driven and yeah. characters. You know, it's when it's more abstract and it's more literary, it's harder for me. Yes. And I was reading another book, um, Death in Her Hands by Otessa Moshfe, which I really like Otessa Moshfe, but it's very much, like, focused on one woman 
all of her inner thoughts. She's very isolated. Mm -hmm. So it's cool, but it's like very slow moving. And I put it down at one point and I just haven't picked it back up because I haven't felt compelled to do so. That's my problem. So part of me is like, I shouldn't be forcing myself to pick up a book. Yeah, You know, like I should be reading stuff that I am like, can't wait to get back to it but then part of me is like you need to challenge yourself and you need to read things that are more complex that are harder or different and unique I know it's hard I am the same way because I have like five or six books that I'm reading mm-hmm. yeah. like I'm actively yeah. reading but like I think like three of them I haven't touched in like a couple months yeah so it's just like am I actually does that actually count <laughs> yeah and like I hate doing that I hate not finishing a book mm-hmm. but sometimes it's and I started another book recently. It's called Other People's Clothes by Kala Henkel. Uh-huh. Because I saw someone on TikTok, I think, say yeah. that, like, oh, if you like normal people, then you'll like this. Which uh-huh. I was like, yes, please. Because <laughs> normal people is, I know it's basic, but I don't even care. It's definitely top three favorite books of all time. I've reread it like five. Times. I haven't read it, so I need to read it this summer. You got to give it to me. Girl, I see it sitting. I literally see it sitting on your shelf. Literally, so many of my friends from class. One day, one of my teachers like mentioned like Sally Rooney or something, and everyone flipped their shit. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna read it. I have it literally on the list that I'm gonna read. But yeah, and the new show based on Sally Rooney's first book, Conversation with Friends, is uh-huh. coming out on Hulu soon, starring Taylor Swift's boyfriend. <gasps> Mr. Joe Alwyn. Hey, baby. Which I do want to know if he's going to be doing an Irish accent or not. Is he Irish? No, he's English. Okay, cool. But obviously Sally Rooney is Irish. uh, Or not obviously. (laughs) Sally Rooney is Irish and all of her books are set in Ireland. Yep. And her most recent book, Beautiful World, Beautiful World, Where Are You? I wrote a couple months ago and I really enjoyed. But Normal People is all-time fave. That's good to know. Yeah, did you watch the show? No, because I've, I I don't want to watch it until I read the book. Oh my I've God. been waiting on it. Emma, I was looking at the I was looking at the show. I like actually either no, it wasn't this one. I guess it was last night. I was looking for something to watch, and I was thinking about it. But I was like, no, I'm gonna read the book. I don't want to read it until I read the book. I mean, yeah. watch it until I read the book. I was gonna rewatch it because, and we'll get into Heartstopper later. But there's <laughs> definitely parallels where Heartstopper reminded me of normal people, but just like way more wholesome. But so this book, <laughs> other people's clothes. Yep. I'm thinking because normal people is like a romance, but it's very complicated, very uh-huh. like realistic. But I don't know. Part of me, I just have a simple brain. I'm like, I like romance. I want to read romance. But yes. not like straight up romance novels, though I have nothing against those. And I probably will go through a phase at some point. Yes. Um, but yeah, and it's just, it's definitely a lot darker than I was expecting. It's kind of about like this toxic female friendship. And there are oh. two Americans studying abroad in Berlin. And it's set, like, in, like, 2009, I think. Yeah. So they're, like, millennials. Such a random year. Yeah. And I'm, like, I was them, in sixth grade. <laughs> yeah. And one of them's best friend back home had just been murdered. So she's just, like, in a really Shit. weird headspace. And she's kind of, like, clinging and, like, kind of being dependent on this other girl. So it just becomes kind of toxic and they're in Berlin and they're partying and they have this amazing apartment. So I'm not very far into it at all. I'm maybe like 75 pages into it. But it's like, I don't feel like I need to get back into it. So I'm hoping it will get to be like that soon and I just need to power through. But then the other book that I want to read that just (laughs) came out and I bought it on my iPad, which I'm usually not an e-book e-book girl yeah e-girl e-book um but i don't know it was like 2 a.m and i was like wait i really want to buy this and even though i know it's probably like just as not evil but i don't like ordering books on amazon i try not to do that as much as i can Uh so i'm like buying a book on you know my ipad probably isn't much better but I was like, I need it now. I want to read it now. So it's Book Lovers by Emily Henry. Emily Henry wrote Beach Read. And oh, okay. I still have vacation. your copy at my house. Did you read it? No. Oh my God, <laughs> Another so one good. that I started and haven't read. But I mean, I still have it on my shelf. 
Yeah. I'll give it back to you, I promise. Yeah, that's a really cute one. And I like those kind of books. I don't read them that often, but they're not, like, full romance novels. But they're kind of like if Hallmark were, Hallmark movies were made into books, but more complex and more, like, deeper. But very much, like, feel-good, fluffy books. So her newest one just came out, Book Lovers. And I think Mm -hmm. it's about like two competing book editors and they fall in love, obviously. But she starts it by going into like the main protagonist is talking about all the tropes she sees all the time, all the cliches about romance novels. So I think she's going to kind of, you know, subvert some expectations of the genre, you know, Ooh, not be completely spicy. formulaic. So I'm excited. And then I've also been considering reading the two other volumes of Heartstopper, which kind of brings us into TV. Well, I got to talk about another book. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Okay, you go ahead. Um, We were talking about it, but Cast, I read Cast okay. for school, and it was literally the best book one of the best nonfiction books I've ever read. And I think everyone should be forced to read it when they're, I think seniors in high school, maybe, I mean, obviously college, but seniors in high school, it talks about like the invisible, well, I wouldn't say invisible. It's very visible. The caste system that exists in the United States and how it can be easily compared to um, the one in Germany um, during world war two and the one that still exists in India. Um, it's so it was hard for me to read um it might be due to the fact that I'm a white person and so I'm like coming face to face with like all the horrible things that white people have done to black people in our like country and it I mean it goes into graphic detail about certain horrible horrible things that have occurred but it's something that I think is important for everyone to read um and it's super educational but i don't think it's boring um and so i think it's you know something that should be on the top of everyone's reading list especially if you want to learn more about our history in a real way in an honest way and like the actual truth instead of the fluffy historical accounts that we get in our (laughs) high school middle school education public education system so um yeah if you want to know some of the hard parts of our history check it out yeah and you if you don't want to know you should still check it out yeah because it's important Yeah. yeah yeah i definitely need to read that yeah had to put that in there because it was just so good and i still want to go back and read some parts of it again because yeah it's amazing you know your suggestions are like so deep and mean (laughs) well i've just been on a non-fiction kick like all of the books i'm reading slash i want to read are non-fiction or like memoirs or like biographies i've wanting to i've been wanting to learn a lot and i mean you can learn from fiction too i'm not trying to say that you can't but I've been wanting to, like, learn more about our world Mm -hmm. because I feel like I know nothing. I, like, think I do, and I'm like, no, I don't know anything. So, check out our Goodreads to know more about our books that we We like. We are on Goodreads. (laughs) We are on Goodreads. Just thinking of memoirs, like, one that was, I don't want to say surprisingly good because hot people can be smart and can be good writers. Yeah. But- Emily Ratajkowski wrote an essay collection, which I heard from the beginning, because she wrote this, like, very viral essay about, like, how someone owned this image of her body and how she had to buy it back, like, literally. And so it was, like, a very cool essay. So I just want to say, like, her essay collection was really good. I don't even know who she is. Who is she? Emrata? She's, like, a supermodel. She's... I'm bad with names of... Yeah, she's Certain like a people. really famous supermodel. Okay. <laughs> or not even supermodel. It's not like she's a runway model, but she's like, like she, she was in the Robin Thicke Blurred Lines oh, video, which cool. is how she kind of like 
skyrocketed to fame. I'll need to check it out. Yeah, so it's cool. She somehow Hot talks about... Hot people can about, be smart. <laughs> yeah, it's like she somehow talks about, like, how hard it is to be, like, so pretty, but it's not in an annoying way, which is surprising. To me, it wasn't annoying. Because normally it'd be like, shut the fuck up. Yeah, I mean, I've seen, like, there's this one scene, and I feel like I may have showed you this. I don't remember who I showed you this, but this girl on Survivor who literally oh, is yeah. like... <laughs> she's like, I feel like I have a handicap because I'm pretty. <laughs> and literally, there's a deaf woman on the same tribe yeah. as her. And she's like, what the F are you saying? Yeah. And that was just, you know, a, a nice aside, but into our tv section yeah which eleanor was already you know transitioning i know i was so eager i know she's so eager to talk about so go ahead and start talking about this show yeah so if you haven't watched heartstopper yet on netflix it is so cute it's so wholesome it's so feel good i agree a hundred percent i watched it as well and like i watched it in almost one sitting which to be fair it's only eight episodes and they're like 25 minutes Yes. So you can get through them pretty fast. Um, and then I made my roommate watch it with me again. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it's just so... And they're based on graphic novels. So I think there's, like, four volumes of the graphic novel. And the show went into the first two. And Is so it the same characters in the next graphic novel? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so it's all the same characters. So there's two more that, like, the show didn't go into yet and will presumably be you know, used as material for the next season or next couple seasons. Gotcha. So I've never been a graphic novel person. It's really not my thing. I don't really read YA. But the show is so cute. And I just want to know what happens. And I like want more of the characters. So I am considering reading volumes three and four. We'll see. Maybe I'll just wait and have it be a surprise for the next season of the show. But yeah, it's just so sweet, and it's... It I really s- is sweet. That's, s- like, all you can really say. Yeah, I mean, there's I saw, other parts, but it's simple. Yeah, I saw someone say it was, like, the opposite of euphoria, or it's just, like, <laughs> teens who are, like, happy, and, you know, there's no, like, sex or drugs. It's just... Yeah. It's really cute. Mm-hmm. And it's just... I don't know. I don't even know. I just think you should all watch it. I agree. Period. Period. Um, what else have you been watching lately? So, I was telling Eleanor earlier, I just finished the second season of The Wilds, which is, you know, kind of a cult classic. Just kidding. It's been out. It, the second season just came out. But it's um on Amazon Prime, and it's about, you know, it's kind of a, uh, I would say it's basically lost, but with teenage girls Mm -hmm. and then eventually teenage boys but i loved it i wouldn't say i loved how the second season ended but i don't want to spoil too much i kind of told eleanor a lot about it and i don't want to give you guys the spoilers Mm -hmm. so um i would just say if you liked lost and you like teenage like movies or tv shows it's a good mix yeah yeah sounds good that kind of reminds me of Yellow Jackets. You Oh, it, I right? love Yellow Jackets. Okay, honestly, now that you say that, I'm like, why didn't I make that connection? Because Yellow Jackets <laughs> is like basically so close to being not the same show because there's a lot of factors in this one that's different. Mm-hmm. Um, but I Yellow Jackets is more of a you know, soccer team. All the girls knew each other beforehand and um their plane crashes and yeah i watched that i think i finished it around december but highly recommend that one um i think i like it well no because is it darker than oh for sure the wilds is more more like of like an because there are a lot of dark things that happen in the wilds but it's an overall like i would still call it like a teen show Mm -hmm. with Yellow Jackets, I feel like it's more of an adult show. Yeah. You know, like I think teens can watch it, but I would say more of it adult themes um, because it goes back and forth because it's similar. It goes back and forth between the past and the current Mm -hmm. in the storyline. It's really good. Yeah. Uh, Just thinking about 
you know, teens and books into shows. Yes. We just watched the trailer for The Summer I Turned Pretty. Oh, yes. So it's not <laughs> out yet, but you best believe we will be talking about that once it's out. Uh-huh. Those books were so good. I know. And we can both, like, we were both thinking back to when we, like, read them. Yeah. Like, I read them, you know, I read all three books in a one-week beach trip. Yeah. <laughs> And I think they would still hold up. Like, I feel like if we read them now, like, yeah, I it would, would probably be more alarming because it's like the way distant future is when they're like 24 years old. I know. But. And I mean, I would totally still like, it would be weird because they're young adult books, like we're like, you know, and so that's just like different because I don't really read those. So it'd be weird jumping into that like atmosphere, but yeah. I think they would totally hold up. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. So I'm excited for that. And I just watched, just in the last, like, two nights, I guess, I watched the first season of Russian Doll, which came out, like, three years ago. And I saw a lot about it, but I never watched it um, with Natasha Lyonne. So I kind of knew the concept. It's like a time loop keeps waking up in the same day, or, like, dies and yeah, back at the same place. Um, so I really, I don't know. I didn't know what to expect. I didn't know how it was all going to come together at the end. And it still was confusing, but it's very much like a multiverse vibe at the end. I don't think that's a spoiler. Like it's no, I mean, I don't, I've never seen it, but like, I love a multiverse. (laughs) Yeah. So it's kind of like a multiverse. So I really liked it. I still feel like I need to read something about the finale just to like, make sure that what I watched like is what I think happened again i don't know that's what i had to do with the wilds too which like you wouldn't think in that sort of genre that that's what you would have to do but i was like i don't understand all this it's like they sum that's why i didn't really like it they summed up all this stuff that's been happening for two seasons in like a five minute like sequence to where i'm like i need more i need more to like that was too fast yeah you know yeah and uh, season two of Russian Doll just came out. So I'm kind of like, damn, I don't even know. I haven't read anything about season two. I haven't seen a trailer. I have no idea where it's going from here. So that's kind of fun. I do really like Natasha Leone. And then one show that I have to plug, because I don't think I've mentioned it on the podcast. Maybe I have, but me and my roommate watched this uh, like a month or two ago. Maybe like two months ago. Uh-huh search party search party on hbo is no joke the funniest thing i've ever seen maybe like it is so fucking funny it's so bizarre and i just think if you have hbo you need to watch it it's similar deal where it's like really short episodes and it just sucks you in that's one where it's like next 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 Mm -hmm. i need to know what happens next and the distance that they go from like what's happening in season one to where it ends with season five is like never in a million years would you guess where it's gonna end up which is kind of fun so with search party at the end of season five is that the fun final so it's over so the whole series is out yes okay then that makes me be like more inclined to watch it because i'm totally a binger versus like waiting for shows the only shows that i wait for are survivor yeah the only show that i wait for is survivor yeah which i could do a whole episode on survivor i could educate eleanor and tell you guys all the details and how it's like a microcosm of society but i will not (laughs) do that today yeah and then search party the best character in my opinion elliot the funniest character the actor John Early is from Nashville. Oh, so I'm literally is he the blonde one. Yeah, he's the okay, blonde. Yeah, one. Yeah. I'm always like, what if he came into my place of work? <laughs> my place I of work. I would literally my undisclosed um, grocery hipster grocery chain. Yeah, she only works at hip grocery chains. Just yeah, so y'all know. But. But I would lose my shit. But that's I don't know why that would ever happen. But that's just something that's in the back of my mind always I'm like what if John i think that Early about i think up? that about a lot of like nashville celebs yeah a lot of bachelor people do come into our store though have you seen anyone that i would know i haven't personally but i was like going into it with my co-worker who like listed all the people she sees she said lauren 
I mean, I don't want to like. <laughs> Lauren. I don't want to dox anyone. Lauren, who was with Ben Higgins, but now is married to the country singer, apparently comes in all the time. Ooh. One random thing before we get into movies. I don't know if y'all were watching on Saturday, but the Kentucky Derby was so exciting. Did you see what happened? No, it was I like not. <laughs> the longest shot. He was 80 to 1. And he was at the very back of the pack for like a while. How long is the Kentucky Derby? Like how long do they run? I think it's like, it's over a mile. It's like maybe, oh, it takes about like two and a half minutes. Oh, this whole time I thought it was like, like a minute. Not yeah. even a minute, like 30. Like I thought they started, it was like a hundred meter dash. Like, no, that's what I thought no, it was. It's like a, it's a big big loop big track yeah um so yeah it takes about two and a half minutes so and there was a lot of horses in it i don't know my dad's like kind of obsessed with, <laughs> with horses so he explained it i didn't just like know the stuff but yeah. apparently when there's a large field it's common for like a late for a, a horse to like charge later on because the front runners get tired out because gotcha. they're yes. like going at you know competing against one another mm-hmm. so he just like came out of nowhere longest odds he wasn't even in the derby until friday morning a different horse was scratched so they just like put him in he was in the very last slot number 21 oh rich strike God. it was really cool like so he like came horse. up from behind and like ended up winning yeah wow yeah and then that'd after- be so cool to be his like Jockey, too. Yeah. Is that what it's called? Yeah. Jockey. And then it's kind of, like, sweet because his trainer, yeah. his, like, farm where he trained all his horses, there was, like, a huge barn fire a few years ago, and he lost, like, 20 horses. Oh, my And gosh. was, like, devastated, that obviously. so sad. So it was, like, really emotional, and this horse in particular is just, like... And they this horse survived. Yeah. Or I don't think he was born yet. Because oh. all the horses in the Kentucky Derby have to be three years old. Oh. So they're pretty young and full of energy. So apparently, like, after the race, <laughs> Rich Strike was still in racing mode. Yeah. Like, he wasn't calmed down yet. So he started, like, going at – because they have another, like, horse or pony that kind of, like, walks alongside them to calm them down afterwards. Oh. So he started, like, going at that pony and, like, biting at him. Oh, shoot. But eventually – Strike. Yeah. <laughs> so he's kind of spunky. He's – yeah he's a cool horse and i'm not like a big horse racing person but it's kind of fun <laughs> you, kinda... did you go to steeplechase no i've never year? been i've never been either don't plan on going yeah <laughs> so yeah and anyone who bet on rich strike how much money do you rich. make like so it's that. like for every one dollar you bet you get 80 back holy so like like if I someone just threw story... like i'm just gonna throw a dollar on the lowest you know just to like yeah or i think two dollars is the lowest but you can do so you would have gotten a hundred holy crap that's wild and i heard about someone who just randomly and i mean rich people it's like you know it's like, like, yeah. it's, just, it's just for fun five thousand dollars yeah they like threw 500 on rich strike mm-hmm. and so they came out with forty thousand dollars holy crap so yeah it was cool that's my little horse well, that racing was t- club. That was TV, so that's relevant. Yeah, it was you know on what I mean? TV, and you should watch it on YouTube if you haven't. I will. It is we should electric. watch it after this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but now. But no. Yeah, now. <laughs> on to movies. On to movies, which we have seen a couple. Um, we both saw recently saw the movie Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. Um. I, at the time, when I went in to see it, I really knew nothing. Mm -hmm. Like, I was going in pretty blind. Um, And so when I came out, I was like, oh. Like, it was one of those movie experiences where where you just, I haven't had it since, like, watching Parasite. When I, like, came out of the movie theater and I was like, holy shit. Like, I just need to, like, think about my life and, like, reflect on all these things. And um, I think I had the like I got lucky in the fact that I didn't know anything going in and I didn't hear like reviews or things like that to, you know, taint anything. But what do you think about your experience? Yeah. So I had heard about it, not really like what it was about. I knew generally that it's like all the different versions of you. The multiverse kind of. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a multiverse. So I knew that was the concept. 
And I saw rave reviews. I yeah. saw people being like, this is the best movie I've ever seen. This is incredible. I think it has like 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. I think I, I loved it. I think the aspect of it that caught me off guard mm-hmm. was that it's very kind of cheesy in a way, but like in a alternative way. Yeah. You know, where it's like cheesy. It's like, like effects, edgy. <laughs> like, yeah, it's like ironic almost. I think that's part of it honestly yeah so i don't know i guess i was expecting like a very deep like you know profound. beautiful film whereas i mean it is like deep and profound and beautiful yeah but it's like punchier or something than i thought it would be yeah so it was cool and to be fair i was extremely tired mm-hmm. when i saw it i was like i was in chicago and i went to a cubs game by myself cuz i didn't know what else to do and it was 40 degrees oh my god so i was Ew. freezing my ass off and i was like drinking beers cuz at that point it's like the only thing i can do is get drunk like i'm so fucking cold <clears throat> but that didn't work so i was like i got to dip out i want to be inside <laughs> but i still want to do something yeah. cuz it was only like 9 so i was like oh it was it, nine at night yeah that is pretty late to yeah see a movie. <laughs> yeah so i was like fuck it i'm just gonna go see this movie that that i've been wanting and to it's see. like two and a half hours long yeah so i got there i think the movie was at like or maybe it was a little earlier okay. maybe it was at 8 30 still so i got out of there at like 10 30 or 11 oh yeah so yeah i fell asleep for probably 10 minutes near the beginning like close to the middle but <laughs> so so i don't feel like it's nothing against the movie i was just exhausted also i feel like the prices were so insane there more just so in than chicago you yeah mean? i got a medium sprite guess how much it cost how much eight dollars oh whoa i went to the belcourt belcourt's pretty cheap yeah belcourt slaps i do like yeah. the belcourt um but yeah i mean the the thing about it for me is when i watched it and, like, this all comes back to the end. I, like, it made me, like, emotional because I feel like it offers, and I read a lot of stuff about this after watching the movie, so it gave me the words for it because I didn't really know the words to explain, but it's kind of, like, optimistic nihilism, mm-hmm. which I've experienced straight-up nihilism, and so looking at nihilism from, like, an optimistic perspective is, like, so liberating, um, and the fact that it's, like, nothing has meaning, but that's, like, a cool thing because it's like you get to choose what matters to you it's like everything you get what i mean and that's kind of what i took from it but at the time i was like what does this mean like i don't understand and i think i've never really seen that in like a movie form and like a lot of people i've heard just the thing is like their like takeaway is like it's important to like value the relationships like in your life that's more important than you know other things but i like I took away a little bit different. Um, yeah, that's a cool way of putting it. The yeah. Nihilism. And like the whole idea of like, so with the multiverse, how like so many things, like there's so many choices that you make throughout your life that could change the trajectory of like your entire existence. But um, along with that, like a lot of those things are like coincidences too. Like, it's just cool. I thought it was so good. And I think I would like to see it again when I'm more awake, too. Because I also, like, kind of was tired at the beginning. But I think I just got woken up by, like, how, like, bright and colorful it gets close to the middle with Mm -hmm. all the, like, different, like, changes and, like, you know, all the, like, explosions and things. And don't want to spoil anything else. But I would say... Would you suggest to see it? I would recommend definitely seeing it. Yeah. And yeah, I think maybe seeing it again would help me better grasp because, yeah, it was like I didn't expect it to be almost like sci fi. Yeah, which I, yeah, I mean, I expected it to be more like not simple because it's always going to be complex if it's like all the different versions of you. Yeah. But just on a like more ground like i don't know i don't know how to explain it but it's very much like sci-fi like jumping between like it's not just like a yeah the genre i feel like it was not just one like yeah which i mean most movies are multiple genres but i feel like it like included almost every genre yeah because when you think about it drama action um sci-fi comedy like i just think of everything it's like includes like any type of genre yeah in some way yeah 
yeah, yeah romance like, a little bit like yeah. it talks yeah yeah the stuff with the daughter i feel like i need to watch it again to fully grasp which, yeah no spoilers but yeah like, no i know what you mean yeah and then uh it was i was like is that jamie lee curtis literally i was <laughs> the same way i was like what jamie lee like, curtis oh my god which it's funny because i just watched freaky friday <laughs> which i'm like okay yeah so this freaky... is important to the movie session. Yes. so i do love jamie lee curtis and that's such a good movie i hadn't watched it in years mm-hmm. but there is part of it watching it now as an adult where i was like hmm so jake you know chad michael, chad michael murray, murray yeah. in it i don't know why as a kid i never fully grasped the fact that it's like one day it's like literally over the course of one day i didn't know that yeah so they like so they, they wake the, up the change happens they go to bed and then the next day they wake up and it's whole i didn't know and that the either end of that night like at the rehearsal don't dinner don't wanna grow up yeah that song is still incredible. We love and that it's song. not on Spotify anymore. What? I mean, when I really need it, I will go to YouTube and yeah. listen to it. Or you it. can find that old video of us singing it yeah. at Yig or something like yeah. that. That is a good ass song. But yeah, it's just funny looking at Chad Michael Murray where it's like, are you okay? Like, do you have a personality disorder or something? Where he's like obsessed. He's like obsessed, obsessed with-, with the mom. And then it's like flip of a switch he's like obsessed with the daughter and then he's like at her fucking wedding and it's like didn't you meet like one day ago like why are you there (laughs) and like singing outside their house i mean it's funny it's like he's still lovable but it's kind of funny being like are you okay like why are you so obsessed i need to i really need to watch it now and like realize that because i don't i definitely didn't think that or maybe it just like you know it just doesn't translate to a child yeah yeah <laughs> a child's mind yeah and whereas an adult it's like dang <laughs> dang but yeah it's so good and then i feel like the next movie on my list for just like throwback yeah feel good is another Lindsay lohan confessions of a teenage drama queen because that is a good movie yeah and i'm curious to see watching it now if i'm gonna catch up like on oh because of that time. yeah i didn't that was one I don't think I remember really watching. I mean, I definitely did, but it wasn't. I'm like, <laughs> Your stunned. eyes are so the big right now. The woman was too stunned to speak. I <laughs> love that movie. I was, yeah, I don't remember that being my fave. Oh, I was obsessed. Yeah. So, I bet I would like it, though, if I watched it now. Yeah. Movie night. Movie night. E-girls movie E-girls. night. E-girls. <laughs> Guests are welcome. <laughs> um, Come to the golf sorority house. Yeah, oh, welcome. God's already has. I so for one of my uh, fun movies that I watched like last week, and I think this movie I was talking to someone and they told me this movie has been memed a lot, but I loved it. It was so cute. Is it Free Guy? Oh yeah. Have you seen it? No, I haven't seen it. You should watch it. Oh my gosh, I loved it. It was like so sweet and funny, and it was like, um, what's his face? Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds. And he's in a video game, and he, like, wakes up from his, like, he's, like, an NPC, like, non-playable character, and he wakes up from his, like, reality, and, okay, it's, like, a kid movie, I think, but yeah. then I real then at the end, they were, like, cussing, and I was, like, wait, is this a kid's movie? <laughs> but, um, like, I would say that it was promoted in that way, but the end of it is so like wholesome and sweet and like the meanings behind like the characters, but it's hilarious too. It's yeah. funny. Well now I think it's I'm a like, good movie. I'm like, damn, I need to watch it. Yeah. I feel like I heard, I like saw people say that it was a good movie, but yeah, it just, it was a meme. I don't know. Yeah. Why. That's just... what I, yeah. Someone was telling me, they were like, everyone just making fun of it. And I was like, I just, I don't, I'm not on Twitter. So like, I yeah. didn't see all the memes, Yeah, but it was good. You guys need to shut yeah. the up. <laughs> what was it on? HBO. It's okay. on HBO. Um, yeah. It recently Talk got put HBO. on there. Yeah. Um, HBO, that reminds me, just briefly. Yeah. I did watch another show recently. What? The Sex Lives of College Girls. Which was is like good? such a dumb title. Yeah, but it, it was, was pretty title. good. It was good. It was like, I think Mindy Kaling is one of the like producers. <clears throat> which like... <laughs> 
you know, whatever. Anyways. I do like her other show. What is uh, her other show? Never Have I Ever that she produced. Oh, I did watch that. That's cute. Or I watched like the first couple episodes. Yeah. I'm also notorious for as long, uh, as well as books, I'm notorious for starting shows and not finishing yeah. them. But yeah, Sex Lives of College Girls just made me kind of nostalgic for like living in a suite. College. Freshman year of college. Like becoming friends, going out. But it was good. I thought it was good. I mean, nothing, like, crazy, but... You know, just, like, a nice one. Solid. A nice one of the shows. Yeah. Um, do you have any other movies? I have a couple. Oh, I just have one where I'm like, eh, Oh, tell do me, Do not tell watch. Me. Tell me, tell me. Sorry, that was, like, a horrible noise. <laughs> um, Along for the Ride. So I saw this, and I was like, hell yeah, you know I love a formulaic Netflix teen drama. <laughs> This one, it's not even like it was bad. It was so boring. It was a snooze fest. Like, no chemistry, no charisma from the main actors. Oh, my God. Like, it didn't even keep my attention for, like, two minutes at a time. Like, it was so fucking boring. Yeah. So, I mean, maybe some people will like it. I do consider myself a very... I feel like you are, like, a great, like, reviewer for those type of movies. Because you've, you know, you've watched them all. Yeah, because it's like, they don't have to be deep. I love a good, stupid There are good Netflix. ones that are Yeah, dumb. there are good ones. The, and, to All the Boys I Loved Before? Yeah. You like exactly. that one? That one was Period. so good. The third one was like, eh. But I the first remember. one was, like, a masterpiece. Oh, the first one. I watched, I, like, read the books because of watching Yeah. <laughs> I, like, went online and, like, found the books on, like, yeah. <laughs> And maybe it was just because I watched that right after watching Heartstopper, where I was like, this is giving me nothing. Yeah. No chemistry. That's, like, the worst. It's like, can you really, you're going to make this whole movie and you're not going to find actors that, like, work well together? Come on. And then it's crazy because Netflix is, like, some serious shit is happening at Netflix. Wait, what? They're, like, struggling. What? They fired a ton of people. And it's, like, it makes oh sense God. that they, like, make all of these shows and then they cancel them after one or two seasons. I did so, not know this. So, is is the downfall of Netflix coming I don't up? know. And then apparently Netflix is $20 a month. I wouldn't know because I'm, like, <laughs> on my family account. Me too. we've had for, like, 10 years, but... Whereas, like, Apple TV is $4.99. I think Hulu is, like, $6.99. So if Netflix is at $20... I had no idea it was that expensive. I guess it's, yeah, to, like, because they're greenlighting all these movies and shows. But I'm like, can we get it together, Netflix? I really don't want you guys Yeah, I don't want them collapse. to leave. And I also I need, need to watch Stranger Things Season 4 before... True. Before they downfall. And- yeah. It's only like three weeks away. It won't. It won't go down that quickly. Um, So I have one other movie that I watch, which it's called The Invitation. Have you heard of it? I have heard of it. Was it? Did I tell you about it, or did? It's about. It's kind of like okay. So this couple goes to this dinner party. I think I've seen it. All this weird stuff starts happening, and they're everyone's uneasy, but they just. There's not really, like, an explanation, but, and then, like, you know, it just kind of goes off the walls from there, which then I watched that movie, and I loved it, even though, like, looking back, I'm like, I don't know if it was, like, the greatest, but when I watched it, this was a couple weeks ago, I was like, this is the best. I was, like, trying to find more movies like it, so I, like, went on Reddit, and, like, you know, movies like The Invitation, found this other movie called Coherence, Mm -hmm. which is a more of a like indie I guess type movie it it was shot in five days the actors were working on an improvised script like they knew what they were going for but they were improvising everything and not the best movie like you know over quality wise but it was strange for sure and like I think it was it both of them are worth watching maybe not back to back like I did because they are basically very similar but some shout outs to those movies. Yeah. In the invitation, is there like lots of lanterns or yes. something? Yes. Okay, okay. That's the, close to the end. Yeah, I've but seen yes, that. But yes, lots I've of lanterns. That. Yeah. It was on Netflix for a while. Yeah. But I don't think it's on there anymore. Yeah. Um, um do you have, should we move into miscellaneous? Miscellaneous? Um, sure. Cause I mean, that was, that was my movies. Yeah. For, for the, for the 
discussion. Yeah. What you got? You got anything for miscellaneous? Well, something that's just crossed my mind, and maybe we shouldn't go into this, but just briefly. Yes. It's not even like content. But I mean, oh, I know what it's gonna be. Is it Amber Heard and Johnny Depp? No. Oh, I I thought that's what it was gonna be. Okay. That is like a big thing. I feel like we should do like a whole episode on it. Yeah. Or like a good chunk of it. I thought that's what you were gonna say. I was just gonna say Met Gala. Oh. Kim Kardashian wearing Marilyn Monroe's dresses, plural. Oh, I didn't even, dude, I didn't knew nothing about that. (laughs) You didn't see anything about her wearing that? No. So she, I'm a, I don't I don't keep up with a lot yeah, of the news like I like, should sit on Twitter and let your brain be rotted like I do so she like what did she do weird. give me just a quick synopsis if possible Marilyn Monroe's one of her most iconic dresses not the white one that like blows up you know that like statue it's not yes, that one I, that one is like yeah. I know that one her second most iconic okay. dress is this like skin tone fully it's not like rhinestones. I don't know if it's like actual. It's like bejeweled all the way down. Uh-huh. So it looks like she's wearing nothing but diamonds, basically. Gotcha. Fit her perfectly. She was sewn into the dress. And it's significant. Sewn because, into the dress? Yeah. Because she was like, only I can wear it. Only I want to be able to wear it. Which is important for later. Mm-hmm. And it's very significant because she wore it at Madison Square Garden to sing happy birthday to JFK. In like and weren't they having an affair too? So that I don't know if they were or if they weren't, but that made everyone in the media suspect that they were having an affair, oh. which kind of was like the beginning of the end for her because then you know, kind of it just spiraled, baby. and you know, she was like getting attacked for having a affair with the president, and then she ended up overdosing. Like, yeah, I think only months later, so maybe sad. a year later. So it's like a very dark dress, mm-hmm. you know? Like, yeah, it's for sure. It's sim- it's symbolic. Yeah, it's things. symbolic of like a very dark time in mm-hmm. Marilyn's life. And so for some reason, like, obviously it should be in a proper museum, but it was sold to Ripley. Like Ripley's, Ripley's Believe It or yes, Not. Yes, yes. Unfortunately, Are you serious? Ripley somehow bought it for $4.6 million, like somewhat recently, maybe like 2016. Gotcha. So they have it in their like cheesy ass museum, which is a shame. It should be in a proper, like it should be in the in, Like the Smithsonian or something. Yeah, or the Smithsonian. That yeah. would be really good, actually, the Smithsonian. Yeah. And Kim decided that she was going to loan this fucking dress, which is 60 years old shouldn't be worn no way in hell it was gonna fit her because Marilyn specifically wanted it to only fit her this was like her dress and Kim somehow thinks she's like a modern day Marilyn are you oh my god which is like you're not at all so Kim I could go on but yeah so obviously the dress didn't fit Kim and then she goes on to say she lost 16 pounds in two weeks trying to fit this dress, which is like, that's not healthy. And you shouldn't be telling people that because yeah. your young fans are going to like think that that's okay and normal. And it still didn't fit. Her big ass obviously didn't fit in the dress. So there's like a gaping hole in it. So she wore this like fake fur over it. And she only wore the dress also, skin tone, completely different. Like, mm-hmm. Kim made this look like a Forever 21 dress. She made it look so cheap and ugly. Whereas, like, on Marilyn, it's it beautiful, up. stunning. Mm-hmm. Kim made it look like absolute trash. And then for her hair, she did, like, bleach blonde hair. But she didn't even do, like, a Marilyn hairdo. She just had it slicked back. It's like, what are we doing? At I definitely saw a photo of her, but I had no idea that it was Marilyn Monroe's dress. Yeah, so it's like, it doesn't it look horrible? It does. It looks horrible, because her skin tone's way off. Like, she just looks horrible. The color doesn't look good on her. No. So, and she only wore the actual dress on And, like, on Marilyn, it's, like, kind of falling off of her. Yeah. You know, like, it's, like, very small. Yeah, and it's, yeah, Marilyn was a lot smaller. Or not a lot smaller than Kim, but, like, her body was different. But, like, Kim has, like, injections on her butt. Yeah. Like, she has, like, things on her hips to make her hips bigger. You know what I mean? Like, it's, like, it's... You know, it's not going to work. Yeah. The same way. And she only wore the dress for like 10 minutes on the actual red carpet. And even then, it's like she definitely sweat in it. She like, you know, wore on the, like the fabric. It's 60 years old. It shouldn't be worn. It should be preserved. Yeah. So it's like she probably got makeup on it. She probably sweat in it. She probably like tore it a little. 
and then she changed into a replica but it's like who let that happen like that was looked horrible did she like when she came like was it like public knowledge that she did that or did people notice it and they were like oh that's Marilyn Monroe's dress I don't know if it was like once she showed up but I want to say people knew beforehand that she was gonna do that that. that's so interesting I've never heard I did not even know that and then Oh boy. Like a couple days later, she posted that she wore another one of Marilyn's dresses, like to the after party. And I swear, she just wanted to do it to be like, this one zips up. This one fits. Uh, I'm not fat. Yeah. And it was another like beautiful Marilyn dress that should be in a museum. And she was like holding Marilyn's Golden Globe. It's like what she wore when she won her Golden Globe. Apparently Kim's friend owns Marilyn Monroe's Golden Globe. It's like, what is wrong with these people? I I don't know. Let Marilyn rest in peace. Please. So yeah, that just was bizarre. It looked horrible. It was like, I don't know what she thought she was doing, but she did not do it. Yes, I did look at a lot of their outfits. Like I like follow them at Gala Instagram. And so I saw like a lot of the posts of like the outfits because I just like seeing what everyone wears. Yeah. But... It was mostly bleak. Yeah. Um, it's really, that's really wild. That whole gross. story. Yeah. It just showed, like, there's just not a lot of respect, like, yeah. of anything. And it's such a can, bad precedent yeah. that celebrities think they can just loan, you know, like, priceless items. Like, yeah. I know there's a price to it, but it's, like, an item that should be in a museum, that should be preserved. They think that they just are entitled to it because they have the money to, like, loan it. Yeah. Like, what kind of a precedent does that set? Yeah, and I just I just think it's funny that she thinks she's, like, Marilyn Monroe. It's like, are you kidding? <laughs> like, what? you have no talent. Yeah. She literally doesn't. But she can get up and work. <laughs> get off your fucking ass and work. Seems like nobody wants to work these days. Um, I just realized that we didn't do any section for music. Oh, yeah. Which is, like, a lot of, like, content. So yeah. much content is music. I, I just thought that was funny that we didn't even think to do that. But it's not exactly the same as, like... Yeah. Maybe the, we can do, like, Music Corner. Music Corner? Next episode. Yeah. Um, do you have any podcasts? Oh, do I? I have so many. Um, so... I actually listened to their newest episode today. Um, it's called Sounds Like a Cult. I also... Did you, you listen put to me it? onto it. Did yeah. you listen to the new one? I didn't listen to the new one. So their newest episode... Now I'm like... It's like the reading thing. I already forgot what it was about. And I listened to the whole thing. Um, oh, it was on stand-up comedians. And like oh. the, sta- the cult of stand-up. But each episode they do different, you know, focuses on like quote-unquote cults. And that's the whole thing. They're not meant to be like the officially like real cults they're more of societal like ideals of cults like the cults of theater kids the cults of academia which i thought was a really good one I and i do think academia one. is a cult yeah. what i haven't listened to oh that one. one's really good the trader um, joe's one was funny yeah the trader joe's one was really <laughs> funny the cults of minimalism they have so many good episodes the crossfit one i was like going into it i was like yeah crossfit seems kind of like crazy i was like it's actually a fucking cult it really like, is listen to that and tell me that it's not like a scary cult and like instagram therapist oh, i did not like that one well i mean like i liked it but it was i did it just was scary yeah yeah, yeah. um there's some that i haven't watched yet but some of the older ones but they're all just really good. Yeah. Oh, the cults of fraternities and sororities, which obviously they're a cult. Yeah. Goss sorority. Haha. <laughs> cult hey, vibes. We're a cult. We're a cult. Um, just so many good ones. And then um, on a more like, you know, psychological note, um, there's a podcast called The Happiness Lab, which I love. And it's more about, it's through, it's with a doctor. She's a doctor at Lori Santos, she's at Yale, and she um, has studied the science of happiness. And but she does episodes where she interviews lots of different like researchers and doctors on different topics. And I recently listened to a really great episode called "The Unhappy Millionaire." So it was talking about how like income, the comparison of income to happiness levels in people, and they've like studied that. Super interesting. Yeah. Um, and I have so many, but. I'll just say a couple ones. There's I like Glennon Doyle's podcast, even though she can be a little annoying sometimes. Um, there's a new podcast called Normal Gossip, and it's basically these people send in their like intense gossip stories, and they 
read through them, but it's like wild gossip. Like Ooh. it's really good. My sister put me onto it. Yeah. Um, that one's great. And you know, there's just so many that I really like. I could go on and on and on. Yeah, the only podcast that I really, like, religiously listen to is called Buffering the Vampire Slayer, which (laughs) it just is straight up, like, every episode they go into, they just, like, break down an episode. So they're on season seven now, which is the last season. They're about halfway through. Uh So I'm kind of sad. Every single episode of the show. Oh, my gosh. They've been doing it for, like, six years, which I only started listening to it, like, a couple months ago mm-hmm. so i haven't i started where they were at which was season six. Oh, okay so i haven't like listened to seasons one through five gotcha uh, i don't know i just love buff buffy is like the most comforting thing to me it's like my comfort watch so it's kind of fun just listening to them break it down and yeah it's kind of like weird but no i, <laughs> I like enjoy it. no i feel you though because i realized one that i didn't mention was um my survivor podcast but it's only once a week and they do um recap slash like review of the survivor episode and it's called the pod has spoken (laughs) like the tribe has spoken and i like just added one to my playlist for podcasts to listen to after i leave this leave the studio yeah that we we recorded studio because state of the art yeah (laughs) yeah i'm like damn when they run out of episodes it's gonna be sad because they're at the point where they only upload every other week because it's like they only have a little bit of time and they don't want it to end yeah wow wow now that i'm like thinking about this we've just created content by talking about content isn't that cool hopefully this is on all of y'all's listen list yes playlist yeah so whenever you guys make a podcast like this you um, talk about we will us. Be in your content <laughs> yeah, we'll be in your content. Inception. Boom, baby. But yeah, I think this is really fun. I'd like to do this like once a month. I like it because it's more of a conversation. I feel like we're just talking to each other. Yeah. Because this is what we talk about normally. Yeah. <laughs> All we do is just like talk about random yeah. like things that yeah. we like. But I really enjoyed this too. So. Yeah, so I hope y'all enjoyed. Yeah, it. we hope you guys had a good time today. Let us know if you are reading, watching listening to any of the same things yeah. if you want to discuss or if you have any recommendations for us oh yes always appreciate it always always need more content <laughs> never enough content for real though <laughs> i always stay listening to something but yeah. yeah well we hope you guys have a amazing day and a great week and we will see you next time bye sisters, bye, sisters.